with Joe. And as always, I have with me here Joe from A&M Digital Technologies. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for having me, Dave. Glad to be back. Yeah, then for those that aren't aware, we've done this show for about eight years. We took a year or so off, and now we're back, and you're back to delivering uh, technical advice, information, and help in general to people that need it. Just trying to slay that big dragon called technology. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, and that is definitely a big dragon. So we appreciate what you do, and uh, for those uh, that are new to this, you do all the technological work behind Patch and what we do there, along with all these podcasts and our broadcasts and so forth. So uh, we really appreciate it. And again, that's A&M Digital Technologies that does all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. So um, we really appreciate what you and Cena do. And that's right here in Spencer, West Virginia, local business that does all that work. So we're excited. And we're happy to do it. All right, Help Desk with Joe. So tell us what's on the agenda for this episode. Okay, this week we're, the news topics we're going to cover is the coronavirus. I have a couple of stories about those, how the coronavirus is actually trickling over into technology. Uh, T-Mobile and Sprint is helping fight the battle against spam calls, against the uh, your car's warranty and your health insurance calls that you get nonstop. And we're, today we're going to review the Fire Tablet 7-inch Kids Edition. Nice. That's a pretty big agenda and I'll state this up front, the coronavirus really baffled me. When you said that's on the agenda for today, uh, I was baffled. So let's start with that one, if you don't mind. Uh, perfect. Clue me in, because the curiosity is just killing me. Okay, so we've got two different stories about the coronavirus. The first one, the coronavirus may actually slow down Apple iPhone shipments. Ah, okay. I was wondering how you are going to tie that in, and that <laughs> makes sense. Um that's crazy, but I understand what you're saying. Go ahead and talk a little bit more about that. Okay. Just to fill me in on the details. Okay. Because I understand what you're saying, but again, now I'm still curious. Okay. How? Okay. Tell so, me how. So USA Today is reporting that most of the popular best-selling products like iPhones, iPads, Amazon Echo speakers, and other electronics that are assembled in actually Shenzhen and Hang Yang, China... And I apologize if I mispronounce those names. Hey, that sounded great to me. I was impressed you threw those out. <laughs> I, I, I practiced a, a, quite a while this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you practice in front of the mirror or in front of Cena? Uh, actually, in front of the computer. I, I was trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pronounce that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Well, you did wonderful. You want to roll through it again just to brag a little? No, I'm good. <laughs> one time you nailed yeah, it and let it, it go. Because if I, if I mispronounce it once, I don't want to try to mispronounce it again. There you go. Okay. So those products are actually similar in those areas, but where the coronavirus is actually hitting big time is in Wuhan in the Wuhan area so and that's where actually a lot of these products are being shipped to to actually ship to the United States so that's where the problem the actually the big problem lies gotcha. that's amazing that that ties together but that makes sense that any health issues where the assembly takes place it'd be um, the example I see here is school yeah you know if you have a lot of people sick like we do here from the flu bee and everything else that's going around um, you have a lot of kids out, so therefore, if it were a production facility, they would be in the same bind that they're in. Right. Of workers don't show up, work doesn't get done because they're at home sick. Or you know, all it takes is one, you know, one person to sneeze, and it affects everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, so they got a lot of work to do, uh, I'm sure, in their factories and plants to get back on track. Right. And as you said, production's slowing down or coming to a halt. How bad is it? Do you know like how yeah, bad it T is? TF Securities analyst Ming Ching Q who historically has inside scoop on how Apple does everything, right. said on Monday in a note that to Apple investors that they could possibly see a 10% reduction in shipments during this current quarter. Wow. 
that's massive. Ten percent's huge. I I can't believe. I mean, I can believe, but I mean, it's hard because they couldn't predict this. You know, there's right. no way that any entity could predict that many sicknesses and health issues, and then to know that that's going to happen. I I wonder is there any news like is Apple panicked or are they just saying okay listen we're gonna have 10 percent less and that's just how it is well right now they're, they're kind of trying to brace for impact just to see how long this is going to be and how bad it is going to be daniel ives an annual an analyst for wedbush security says that if the virus isn't contained by the middle of the month that consumers could start seeing a delay of one to two weeks before they get their new devices oh wow and that's that's crucial in a technology age when people want their devices right now they break their phone or whatever you you want it right now you right. don't want to wait one to two weeks right that's really, is there, a, I mean, I know Apple's worried, but do you really think that'll get people to switch to a different brand? Well, honestly, at this point, you know, Apple's not the only one that's dealing with this. Oh, you yeah, know, Apple Apple's that. just the example, but, you right, know, right. It, it could be going across the board. Across the board. So and, really, and not only just cell phones, but, you know, computers, I mean, just, and not only just technology, you know, just about anything coming from China, depending on where it's being distributed and all that could possibly affect a lot of... Yeah, that's a big picture because you you, you hit it on the head right there. Products in general yeah. that are manufactured in China will probably take a big hit. Right. And they're actually saying that if this continues into March, yeah. that this can only make matters worse. You know, that one to two week we're talking right now, you, you could talk weeks not one to two weeks, you know, even longer. Yeah. So you're saying if I'm going to upgrade my phone, I better go do it today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get it. Get go, it now while you still now able because, to. Because uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. And that's yeah, that's a big picture you're painting there, Joe. Products across the board, specifically in technology, are going to be in not in trouble, but going to be harder to get and harder to find for, for the, at least the next little bit. And then yeah. once once this passes, you know, then. Everything, then it's time to play catch-up, but eventually you know, everything should get back to normal. Yeah, it'll get back to normal before we know it. So, It's hard because I know we're all married to our technology devices, and uh, that makes it scary to think that if I needed it right now, one to two weeks seems like a long time. Well, And it's funny, you know, Cena and I have this talk a lot. You know, when we were kids, you remember when you ordered something, you ordered it in Sears catalog. Oh, yeah. And fast shipping was two weeks. You know, now oh. we go on Amazon, and if I can't get it overnight, I'm screaming, you know, why yeah, don't yeah. I have this? Why, why isn't it here tomorrow? <laughs> I paid for Prime. I want it. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. You're right, because we used to have to – I mean, I'm older than you, but we used to have to stick – a check-in with the order form, mail it to them, which took a week. Oh, yeah. And then for them to process and get it back, sometimes it was a month turnaround. And oh, that absolutely. wasn't anything disturbing. That's just how it was. That yeah, was and, life. And I even remember the Sears catalog store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, you know, I'm they didn't you. ship it to your house. You paid more for that. Yep. But then if you wanted to save a little bit on shipping, you go to the Sears catalog store, store and pick it up yep. there. Amazing stuff. And now, and we talk about that a lot. We run all our programs, and I drop ship Amazon stuff to the actual schools now because it's cheaper than having someone drive it. Right. And um, it's crazy how I order stuff and it'll be there in two days. Right. Sometimes the next day. Right. I'm just like, how's that possible that they could have the exact product that I wanted and it'll be there in a day? It was somewhere within driving distance for a shipping company, UPS, whoever. Right. Um, amazing stuff. And just, and now you got me bummed out, Joe, because now it's going to be. Well, that product's no longer in stock. You got to wait a week or two. Right. So, so we're going to be uh, all us spoiled. Reverting people. back to learning patience, and then we're going to teach this younger generation actually what patience is. There you go. They'll get their first taste of it. Right. That's amazing. Okay. Well, what's next? Next up on the docket. Okay. So next up is hackers trying to use the coronavirus to actually com infect your computer with a virus. That's crazy. And, and you got to explain that one some okay. more too. So here's how this works. 
the you know as the coronavirus continues to spread, panics continuing to spread, people are trying to you know go by any means possible to try to learn okay what exactly does this coronavirus do? How can we prevent it? You know what are the signs, symptoms? You know list goes on and on and on. What uh, researchers with IBM X Force and Kaspersky have discovered is that hackers are actually sending spam emails to people in hopes of using their their smartphones and computers to gain access that way because what they're doing is they're sending emails with attachments that says read this article for the latest information on the coronavirus oh, or wow. or a, a, a cure has been found or a treatment has been found you know read this email or, or click this link click this attachment to find out how to uh, protect yourself from the coronavirus so you click that and you're oh great let me see if I can you know make sure I don't get it you click it you're hit yep and that's that's the trick, getting people to want more information about whatever you're pretending to talk about right? so that they can't help themselves and they click on it. Right. It's a, it's a bait and switch, and, yep. and you're you're really relying heavily on people's uh, feelings and curiosity, curiosity and, and, and panic. fear, really. Yes. Yeah, peer, panic, as you said, and fear, because everybody's concerned, especially if you have kids or whatever. You're like, wait a minute, where is it now? You know, is it going to affect me? Is it going to involve me? So, yeah, it's really hard for people not to take that bait. And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm too smart for that. Let me tell you how easy this email could be. All you'd have to do is send, you know, if I could send you an email that says, first confirmed uh, case of coronavirus in West Virginia, guess what? You're going to click that email. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to see where it's at, you know, who's affected. and, and... Well, actually, I'm not because you've trained me really well. Right. You're not. I'm but... super paranoid <laughs> based off of all the things that you've told me over the last eight years. Dave, don't do this. Don't do that. I'm yes. super paranoid. I, I throw tons of stuff away, and then someone will call me and be like, listen, I sent you an email. I'm like, yeah, let me go get it. Right. And then because then. You never know, right? You know, so but yeah. out of a hundred emails, one of a hundred still. Oh, it's yeah, better, that's all it takes. Playing yeah. that side of caution. Actually, I just got an email earlier, and it was from a person I don't know, didn't contact. So I texted and I said, "Do you know this person?" She goes, "No." So then I actually researched, and it was one of our distributors. Yeah, and was actually emailing her. It's like, okay, now we know this is legit because it came with an attachment. I was like, I'm not even, yep, not yep. going to gamble it, not even going to play. I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, and that that's the hard part anymore. It's a risk. Right. Answering the phone of a number you don't know, uh, opening an email. So, yep, you're right. People are taking advantage of that fear and panic and taking advantage of it and, and tricking and, people. Yeah, and, and making off with buku money. And, and that's actually another topic we'll say for another episode of yeah, yeah. The, the money that people can make off of these scams and scarewares and all that. I mean, it, gotcha. it, it's literally a billion-dollar business. Yep. Okay, well, the lesson for the day is don't buy into that cheap uh, panic process, I guess, yes. whatever you want to call it, Yes. Um, of clicking on the bait. Don't right. do it. Just say no. Right. Go out on your main... Well, so what is the alternative? What would you suggest is the alternative? What I would... If you want I, to know about it, where do you go? What I typically do is if I get an email that looks kind of sketchy, the first thing I'll do is I'll go to Google and, and Google that whatever I'm searching for. And then what I'll actually take another step further is I won't click the first link. I'll actually look at the links in the Google results because that's what a lot of them will do as well is they'll actually look at that and go, Here's uh, what I found. Oh, there you go. Your Google heard you and is yeah. helping, <laughs> Google, helping you out. Yeah, my Google went off. Uh, you know, a lot of times the spammers and stuff like that will buy the links as well for that stuff that you know that you're, that you're trying to search. So yeah. you got to be cautious on that as well. So I always take what I'm looking for, do a Google search and look for reputable sites. 
right. to dig in further. Do a little bit of homework before you click on them and right. uh, just take the bait. And so. open up Pandora's box. Yeah, there you go. So, okay, uh, again, moral of the story, don't be curious enough that you fall for that bait. Google it. I, I go to Yahoo homepage for any news that I feel like I might want to see. Right. But uh, And then whether or not I chase it from there is completely right. Uh, not relevant to this conversation, but that's what I look at. But uh, good advice by Joe. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. So section three. Okay. Section three. T-Mobile and Sprint can now verify that callers are real and, and not telemarketers. Really? Yes. Now, I've always wondered about that. My question is this. Is that something they benefit, I, I assume, from telemarketers using or utilizing their system to call? Does that seem make sense or no? No, not really. At this point, it's more of just a hindrance. Just a hindrance for whoever owns their phones. Right. Okay, so they're taking a huge step here uh, to help out the consumers or their uh, customers, I guess. Right. To do that. Explain more. I'm, okay. I'm in. Tell okay. me. So T-Mobile and Sprint can now verify calls coming in from one, from each other's networks to see if they're genuine or potential spam. And this process is meant to protect against spam, robocalls, and should help this feature uh, going on. The verification program is using a system called Shake and Stir, and it validates the calls from another network with an actual caller on that network. Really? Yeah, they kind of play like a man in the middle. Right, right. To verify. Now, is T-Mobile and Sprint the same thing? I, I don't know enough to know. They, or they are just still in the pro they're still in the process of merging. Okay, so but they're that, still two separate companies. Yeah, at this point, they're still two separate that companies. That are taking the same action. Right. Yeah, okay. they, they're, they're working together really well, but they still haven't filed all the paperwork. All the ink hasn't dried yet on the complete merger. Now, what's that mean in your world as a techno guru guy? Is that something that you're saying, hey, look for this in the future across the board with all of them? Or Yeah, actually, that's one of the things they're actually working on. I, I'm a Sprint customer myself, okay. not, not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Sprint, uh, if you're listening, you might pick that up. Yeah. So this means that any other, that any number that shows up in Sprint's system or T-Mobile system, that when I receive a call, if it's picked up as a potential spam on their system, it won't. It'll either just ring in or it won't come in at all. Oh, but wow. if it shows up as a legitimate person, like they, let's say you're a Sprint customer and if your number's in the system, it, when my phone rings, it'll actually pop up says verified caller. So that ah. means if it shows verified caller, that it's actually Dave on the other end and it's not a robot on the other end posing as Dave. Now, how effective has that been for you so far? Well, they they just released it, so this is it's just starting. Yeah, this okay. is literally just starting. So within uh, the last month, President Trump actually signed a law that requires all phone companies to implement some kind of verification protocol to help fight against this. And this law actually came in effect after years of the FCC pursuing carriers to do something about this spam call because they just started to keep screwing out of hand. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta say it is out of hand. I get... Our office on our main line gets probably four or five spam calls a day. Yeah, absolutely. And it drives me nuts. Um, and then we feel bad because, you know, after the fourth or fifth one of any particular day, someone calls for real and it's just like, ah, oh, patch office, how may have, you know, and, I, and we're like, all right, all right, this is somebody from real, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so it makes it hard. Right. So T-Mobile is actually starting to verify calls and AT&T, and they're working with AT&T and Comcast as well, Verizon and everybody else that... T-Mobile is not able to verify Verizon, but all that's in the work. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's coming down the pike. So that's something everybody can look forward to, and that will be fantastic. Yes. But from my standpoint, you know, I wish it nothing but the best because, you know, you and me personally, this would be nothing but great for us. Our, our phones would ring less. 
but I'm afraid it's more of a whack-a-mole kind of thing. Yeah. You know. They'll figure out a way around Yeah, they'll, it find, they'll find a loophole. So uh, it, it's just a matter of time. You know, unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. Yep. But at least there are taking measures to help slow this down tremendously. Nice. Well, hey, any step in that direction is a positive step. Oh, yeah. I'm not knocking so, the process a bit. I'm, yeah, full, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% you. forward. You know, and if by accident it kills it off completely, you know, that's nothing but great. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If it were all to go fantastic. Right. Yeah. In, in a perfect world, you know, everything would be ideal. Cool. Okay. All right. And then uh, tell me about the Kindle Fire Kids edition. Okay. I'm so, excited about that when I have kids. I'm interested. You have uh, a little girl. So, yeah. Tell me. Okay. So, have you done any test runs? That's all I want Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all this, right. This, this was actually, uh, this is what we, our daughter's Christmas gift. So, we actually, and I was going to bring it, I meant to bring it into the studio today, but actually she, uh, I actually forgot it, so... She's so, busy using it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so this the Kindle Fire Kids Edition. This is a seven inch tablet. It's just like your basically it's just like the regular Kindle Fire, but the only difference is it has like a kids section, like an overlay. Yep. So you actually have an adult section that actually looks like the regular Kindle Fire, but then they have an overlay that has a kids edition and then you can actually take and load all the games and the apps and all that and you can actually customize it to just the age of your child. Really? Yes. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So so when we got it, we opened it up, the first thing I did was, you know, I, I set it to her age range, and it worked out perfectly, and I don't have to worry about her getting on bad sides. I mean, yep. you, you have complete control of what goes on. That's wonderful technology, and it's, it's good. It's about time it's got here, uh, just because so many kids are waking up and beginning life with technology at their hands and their fingertips. So that's a great protective deal for parents. And we've always talked about that with our kids. You know, if they had a kid-specific phone right, that just let you send text messages and just let you call specific numbers, it'd be awesome. Right. And I still don't understand why that hadn't been developed. I know they got a phone for senior citizens that uh, I can't remember what they call it now. Jit the jitterbug. Jitterbug, yeah, yes. yeah. It's got bigger numbers and so forth. Yes. I was like, that's awesome. But now yeah. we got to think about kids. Right. And the responsibilities that come with owning a phone and so forth. Because it's tricky. You know, when you have middle schoolers and so forth, and kids are getting phones at a younger age. Right. And the door's wide open. I don't know. That's how I tell parents anytime they ask me, like, well, you know, what what's the big deal about a phone? I'm like, you can access a lot of stuff on a phone that a kid should not be able to access. Yeah, and, and that's what's scary, you know, from my standpoint, you know, and, and I get this question a lot from parents is, you know, okay, I'm getting my kid this, whether it's a tablet or a phone, you know, what can we do to help prevent that? Yeah, or like parental controls. Right, parental yeah. controls, and that's one of the, and, or I either get that proactive or I get the reactive of, okay, my kid had this and they did this, how can I prevent that from happening again? So, right. it, you know, you get it on both ends of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting. That's we uh, for those out there, and this might be something for a future show. Life three hundred and sixty is how I track my driver. Mm -hmm. uh, my son drives, and he's over here, by the way. But uh, that you know, we track him. It shows his speed and where he's at, and then all that good stuff, which is amazing. Very comforting for a parent with a new driver. And then we also use Bark. Um, again, not sponsors of anything, but just those two to kind of assure ourselves of what's happening and get notifications. So neat stuff that you can do. There are things out there and I suggest you call Joe to get information on all those things and help with it. So well, actually I would love to do an episode on that. That's it. Probably would be a good episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cause there are a lot of parents that have questions and there's a lot of parents that just don't know. And every time I bring it up, especially parents that have 15, 16 year olds are getting ready to drive. They're always like, Oh, I'm so scared. And I tell them, you know, that I use the life 360 app and they're like, that is amazing. 
So it's good information to have across the board. And again, Bark is a app that checks, gives you notifications of what your children are looking at and what they're doing and notifies you if any profanity or anything related to bad stuff, so to speak. It email texts right what it is and shows you what it is. Oh, perfect. So uh, good way to keep track of your Yahoos. Uh, but like you said, Joe, that'll be a future show. So tune yeah. in if you want more information <laughs> on that. All right. Well, uh, what else you got for today? Okay. So, so the Fire Tablet it it retails for ninety nine ninety nine. Yep. But there, every once in a while, you can actually Amazon every every so often has them on sale. And we actually caught ours on sale on Black Friday for fifty nine ninety nine. Oh wow! So, um, I'm assuming if someone wants one of these, they what age do you feel is appropriate for this? Uh, Sadie, she's actually three, so basically three on up. So three year olds. Yeah, Good enough and, and to... she absolutely loves it. And and here's what really some of the features it comes with. It comes with a two year worry free warranty. Wow. Yes. That's impressive. So you not only get the tablet, but it comes in like this what they call kid proof case. It's really thick rubber and it's really sturdy. But it comes with a two year warranty. So you know if they drops, kicks, throws, spills, whatever, the warranty covers that for two years. Yeah. Nice. Okay. It, and then it also comes with one year of Amazon, what they call Amazon Free Time Unlimited, and that gives the kids full access to all the apps, all the books, everything in there. Uh, for for a year, they can download whatever they want, and trust me, Sadie has. Oh, yeah. But since it's all you know, kind of sandboxed in that little environment, we don't have to worry about her you know, punching a wrong button and downloading something she shouldn't right, or anything like that. Yeah. Right. And what's nice is if she gets in gets in too deep before there's fail safes in there so if it tries she tries to get in or modify any settings you actually put a parental lock on before gotcha so she can't get in there and modify any settings without nice. without knowing the code then once that free once that year's up they you can actually continue the subscription for 2.99 a month yeah that's not bad no it's not no, bad I mean, for, for, for what it gives you that's that's wonderful yeah for what it has it has over 20,000 apps books games everything yep. awesome and then you can actually create screen time limits so yep. you, you Ooh, know instead, nice. yes so instead of giving the kids all day long on the iPad or the the Kindle, Kindle Fire, Fire yeah. you have 20 minutes a day 30 minutes a day whatever nice. and that's it well, that's awesome. And I assume if someone was interested in this, they could call you and you, you have them or you order them for them? Uh, yeah, we can get them. Okay. Uh, we can get them. But, uh, I mean, but, that's the way I do it. Joe, this one I need, and you ship it, and right. it to me, and it's no problem. So that that's one of the big things we really liked is the customization for Sadie. Uh, the two-year warranty plus the the time limit feature is uh, is great on all the just the parental controls nice. in general. That is wonderful. And like and. As you said, you have the experience of already using this, the knowledge from having your three-year-old playing with it and working on it, and that that's a good thing for someone that's considering getting something for their child to already have that background knowledge, knowing, all right, Joe and Cena's tried this out and tested it. <laughs> so wonderful stuff there to share with people. And right. That, that's why I like your show, because it's truly helping people. Right. And uh, hence the help desk with Joe. Right. I only have one con on the device, and it's kind of a big one. It's limited on storage. The size of the, the screen, it only comes with 16 gig storage, but you have the ability to add a micro SD card for more storage. And it'll nice. actually hold up to a 512 gig card. Only drawback is some of the apps won't let you move their apps over to the SD card. Yeah. So Sadie loves Disney Plus. Right. So, you know, if we're going on a trip, you know, I was trying to download a couple movies on there to keep her happy on the car ride. But like the Disney app, the Disney Plus app in particular would not move to the SD card. So, so you got to be selective on what you right, drop so, over. So, you know, that was a whole jumble of, okay, well, she doesn't really play this game or this game, so you had to actually delete stuff to actually yeah, add yeah, storage. Yeah. So, so there's that little jumble. But hmm. other than that, I mean, overall, it's a great 
it's a great template for what she uses it for, and just with the fail safes and all that, you know, it. Oh well, you caught me there. It's been a. This is the telltale sign of how long it's been since we've done a show. I forgot pros and cons. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't even ask. Right. Yeah. So normally that's my job. My whole role in this show is just to do that one thing. Yeah, you're just Joe. What are the pros? Yeah, you're supposed to grill me, Dave. I I know, and I I forgot all about. I realized halfway through when you were talking, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a con." You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll have to get. I was going to say I have to get back in shape here with how this (laughs) deal works. Uh, We'll Um, we'll knock the rust off. We'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's episode two. So yeah. uh, By episode seven or eight, I'll have it down. Maybe. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to fire me and replace me with Caitlin. So. All right. So, yeah, okay, pros and cons. Did you cover it all? Yes, I actually or, did. Okay, yes. so go through it real quick just again because, like I say, I was focused on, oh, I forgot my job. Okay. Pros? The pros is customizing it to the age range of your child. Yep. The two-year warranty. For me, that's a big That's a huge one, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Especially the younger kid. Yeah, the $100 is, you know, not bad, but if you can catch it on sale like we did and got it for 60 yeah, that yeah. two-year warranty, that covers it and more. Yeah, know? that's wonderful. Okay. And the in the free year subscription of Amazon Free Time Unlimited. Yep. Plus the, the time limits and just the parental controls itself are nice. huge pros okay. for us. And then the cons? The, the one con is the difficulty of moving apps between the, the internal storage and the external storage and some of some of the apps just not wanting to move the external storage. For memory-wise. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Joe, you've had a full docket today. That was a big show. And we, I'm, I'm really busy. impressed that you wrapped the coronavirus into technology. Yeah. When I was researching this morning, it said coronavirus. And I thought, now, wait a minute. How, <laughs> yeah. how is you know yeah, yeah. that going to affect technology? And I was reading, I was like, Oh, well, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, that really hits home. Well, and as you said, across the board, yeah, with everything that's involved with manufacturing, is going to, then China specifically, right? Uh, it's going to be hitting, and as it spreads or whatever, you know, you'll see more stuff, right? So, all right, great show. I really appreciate it. And uh, as always, you show up with a lot of good stuff to talk about. I'm really excited about the Kindle Fire. I really, because we at Patch, we work with kids and parents so right. i think that's huge for parents to know that and to, and to be able to utilize your experience with your own child to take away uh hey that's a cool idea so if anybody wants to get a hold of you they have more questions about any of that uh how they get a hold of you okay. what's your information okay uh give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588 check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com check out we're on facebook twitter youtube uh at AM Digital Tech on all that. And actually, be sure to go on iTunes and Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and rate the show. It's Help Desk with Joe and Dave. Give us a five-star review on those. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, that's our uh, podcast today and our show with here with Joe. So the Help Desk with Joe and episode number two. And we'll be back for more. So make sure you go in and, and you can catch us on our Facebook page as well, Patch 21, and also Patch Turned Up, our internet radio show. We're happy to bring this to you. Thank you for joining us. And a big thank you to Joe and Cena from A&M Digital Technologies for sharing this wonderful help with us. And again, contact them for any uh, problems or issues or technological questions you may have located in Spencer, West Virginia, and uh, being brought to you out in the the interweb so there we we're go. excited about it all right well joe thank you as always excellent job thank you see you next week all right we'll wrap it up with that make sure you tune in for more episodes and podcasts across the board with patch tuned up and for myself kale and joe we're out of here and we'll see you next week <laughs>